Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode two of the Whole Assistant Show. I am excited you are listening. I'm excited you decided to join us today. We are talking about overworking. And specifically, we're talking about a myth around overworking that many, many of us hold. And I think we don't even realize that we hold this myth to be true for ourselves. And that myth is that in order to be a a successful assistant who earns at the highest level, I must overwork, I must hustle, I must sacrifice all my boundaries, I must work 60, 70, 80 hours a week in order to become the most successful assistant I can be. So I've coached a lot of clients who, when we started working together, were holding themselves back out of fear of overworking. And this can manifest in several different ways. It manifests in under-earning. Um, so under-earning is simply not earning as much as you want to be earning. Um, actually, it manifests in a desire for flexibility. Like we, we tell ourselves that we want, we'd much rather have a flexible work environment than get paid at a higher salary when those two are not mutually exclusive. Like that's an excuse I hear a lot. But I've got a lot of flexibility now. I don't want to go to another job where I can get paid more because inevitably that means I'm going to give up my flexibility. Um, so that's a sneaky thing to look out for. It also looks like not adding value that you know you can be adding or dimming your inner brightness because you're so afraid of being taken advantage of or it can also manifest as fear, fear of taking a promotion because we don't want to overwork, fear of burnout. We're not even burnt out yet, but like you may be fear you may be fearing burning out eventually. So you don't you don't go for whatever it is you actually want because you're just so fearful that that taking on that promotion or taking on that extra assignment or that um, really cool opportunity will lead to burnout, even though you're not burnt out yet. And what this results in is that you're literally disconnecting from your potential. Now, all of these are symptoms of a sneaky belief, like I mentioned before, that you will have to relinquish boundaries and overwork in order to be successful. So if you found your sweet spot and are 100% content with your contribution, what you're earning, and have struck a balance for yourself. I'm not talking to you. This episode is not about you. (laughs) I'm talking to those of us who know we are meant for more, but the fear of overworking is holding us back. Like we're just so concerned about not having any boundaries that we don't do, we don't take action on the things we would like to take action on. So overworking is generally motivated by one of these things. So first of all, Feelings of inadequacy. Uh, we feel insecure about our roles or the thought of getting promoted. So we try and action our way out of insecurity. We try and like 
overwork to prove our worthiness as though our worthiness comes from something outside of ourselves, as though our worthiness comes from accolades that we receive from our executive or coworkers or colleagues or whatever. So uh, I know that in the past I've been guilty of this. Like I will be feeling like insecure in my position, in my role. So I will overaction everything. <laughs> I'll take all the actions to try and prove myself was worthy when in fact like I am worthy just by being a human on this earth. So that is one way um, the feelings of inadequacy can generate, can cause overworking. If we, if we generally, if we're thinking thoughts that create those feelings of inadequacy, overworking to make up or overcompensating for those feelings uh, is one way that we tend to cope, right? And so another way that overworking generally motivates us or overworking is generally motivated by is our inability to manage our time effectively. So what I mean by this is that when we don't know how to manage our time effectively, when we are checking social media when we should be working, when we aren't closing out of our email inbox, we can get those important um, needle-moving tasks done and completed and off our plate, then we end up working longer hours so that we can actually get the work done for the day, right? So I see this time and again, too, where assistants will get distracted, and I've, I've been guilty of this as well. I'll get distracted online. I'll be shopping. I'll be doing something. And then I'm like, oh, geez, I've got all this work to do. And yet I am I am trying to avoid a sticky emotion or I just don't want to do the work. So I am now surfing the internet or surfing social media and getting sucked into that vortex as well. And I'm not actually getting work done, which then leads to working longer hours. We have to utilize our time effectively, guys. Otherwise... Um, otherwise this can lead to overworking as well. Okay. And, um, success has nothing to do with overworking or the amount of time you spend working or the amount of effort you expend truly. And I think we often think that it does because most of us were raised like in Western society <laughs> where we grew up going to school between eight and three a.m. eight in the morning and three o'clock in the afternoon. And we were taught that by like default that nobody really cares how much learning is actually accomplished between those hours. Like nobody ever actually gauges like how much are you actually learning between these hours. <laughs> um, all we care about is that they're there, they're, they're, their butt is in the seat, they're working, they're studying, they're doing their work or whatever, but nobody really stops to gauge how much is actually being learned or comprehended during those hours. And so even in those scenarios, we're creating things, other things that we can do for ourselves, passing notes or getting distracted or whatever, when in all actuality, we could probably get all the learning done in four hours, just like we can probably get all of our work done in four hours. Maybe not. Maybe you've got a super busy schedule. Maybe you've got lots going on. All the more reason for you guys not to get distracted and to stay on task and to manage your time effectively. Um, so... As I was saying before, success has nothing to do with overworking. It has nothing to do with the amount of energy you expend. It has nothing to do with the amount of time you spend working. Nothing at all. Success has to do with one thing and one thing only. Success has to do with the value you add. 
So how can you add more value to your executive and organization? How can you provide that value in the allotted time frame? And I kind of find this as like a fun um, challenge for myself sometimes. I'll be like, okay, so take a bird's eye view of my executive. Take a bird's eye view of all the work I'm doing. How can I add even more value in this specific time frame? How can I add more value in four to six hours a day than most people add in eight to 10 hours? I'm constantly challenging myself that way. Like, how can I think strategically about this? How can I add value at the highest level, right? Um, It doesn't look like, this doesn't look like being all things to all people. Being all things to all people can actually cheapen your value. Um, And it doesn't look like abandoning your boundaries so you can make everyone around you happy. Hear me on this. Like so many of us think that in order to be valuable to our executive and organizations, that we must do all the things and we must go above and beyond. Yes, but only in a strategic way. Going above and beyond um, doesn't look like saying yes to everybody and everything all the time. Going above and beyond is like, okay, my executive requested this. How can I add more value to him by providing this and this as well? That's what it looks like. It's like a very focused strategy. It's not like blank shots in the dark, right? It's not, it's not trying to like do all the things for all the people all the time and increasing your value that way. That will lead to burnout. And it'll lead to burnout because you're going to end up doing things that you don't want to be doing that aren't a part of your job description and never should have been. And I understand that for most of us, like other duties as a sign is a part of our job description. And that's fine. But what I'm talking about here is when we willingly decide to step outside of our lane to help other people in the hopes that that will make us more valuable in their eyes or in the hopes that that will please them. So it's really about people pleasing. So what I'm talking about here is like we still need to hold boundaries. We still definitely need to um, to set those boundaries and to hold them and, and to be clear with them because that is where the strategy is. And then within those boundaries, then we can create like the most valuable um, propositions for our executives and organizations, the most create the most value for them in the allotted time frame so that we aren't overworking. Okay, so what this actually looks like is thinking strategically about how you use your time. I've just mentioned that part right there. I also offer a course on time management. So if you're curious how to really effectively manage your time, you can head on over to holassistant.com and check that out. Um, I also think that setting healthy boundaries with yourself and the hours you work is essential essential to success as an assistant because without that downtime our working time will be less and less effective we need that downtime in order to maximize our working time so if you've got if you want to work from eight to five for your employer and then once five o'clock rolls around that's it you're done you need to hold the boundary yourself first and then everyone else will come on board um And setting healthy boundaries with others, especially regarding your time, is a great way not to overwork. So, so many of us have so many tasks on a daily basis. It's like drinking water from a fire hose. And I totally understand that. 
And I'm not saying that that is not the case at all. What I am saying is that we need to manage our minds in such a way that when we're done with working for the day, we are done. We disconnect. We don't check our emails on our phones. We don't, we don't, um, we're largely unavailable to our executives. We map out a strategy for after hours communication. So for me and my exec, this looks like if it's an emergency, he will text me. Absolutely 100%. Like if it's an emergency that I need to know about, say there's a early morning meeting the next day and we need to add somebody or we need to remove the meeting or whatever, he will absolutely text me so that I am in the know so that I can take action on that. Otherwise, he sends me an email. And now I will say that I do from time to time receive texts that are not emergent. I simply just don't reply to those texts. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'll get to that tomorrow. I'm not going to even reply right now because I'm dealing with my family. I've got a two-year-old at home. Um, At the time this recording goes live, I will have a newborn baby. (laughs) So I don't have much bandwidth to really um, deal with work right now, you know? And I've managed my mind such that that is an okay thing. Like, I don't have to be all things to all people all the time. Even my executive, I still have certain parameters around my time and how I manage it so that I'm not overworking, so that when I am working, I am the best, most effective, most amazing assistant I can be with him. And you guys, I make six figures. I offer a tremendous amount of value to my exec and I don't overwork. I've mastered how to effectively and strategically utilize my time. I've also learned what boundaries I need in place in order to be effective in my job and create a happy life for myself. Now, boundaries will look different for every single one of us. They just will. There was a time in my life where I would have been happy to have been on call 100% of the time and I would have taken care of things middle of the night or I would have taken care of things after hours or whatever. But now my time with my family is sacred. Um, my evenings are sacred. My downtime is sacred because I know that I am worthy of that. So part of it too is just really getting clear on what you want your boundaries to be and then stating them. And like I said before, there is no right and wrong. There is no good and bad here. Like we will all have different boundaries. We will all have different ways of operating that we like Some of us will like to respond to emails after hours, and that's okay. If that is you, that is okay. But then my one one thing to say about that is that if you're going to do that, (laughs) then you can't complain about it. Like if you decide that you want to answer emails after hours, if you decide that you want to um, – that that's what you want your boundaries to be – That's okay. No qualms about that at all. But then you can't complain about it. And also, guys, like when when you're if you feel burnt out, I would really, really look at like what are my boundaries here? Where did I go wrong? Where have I gone wrong in the past with regards to setting healthy boundaries for myself when it comes to overworking? What belief systems do I have in place that are feeding into that? Do I think that I can't be truly successful unless I'm hustling and burnt out and have no social life or can't set any healthy boundaries or whatever? Like, was the underlying belief around that? So, (laughs) um, 
also guys like i i have a crazy i do have kind of a crazy life like i've got two little kids i've got a demanding work role um at the office i'm running a whole assistant but i've chosen all of these things like i genuinely want to do every single one of these things um so those are my boundaries and i know it may lead to a more chaotic life than most of us would like but i love it i absolutely love it so um and sometimes i do have to remind myself of that (laughs) oddly enough okay guys that is what i have for you today be intentional be whole i will speak with you next week bye bye for now I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E, at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.